0: Rico. I'm Jessica. And this is a brand new episode of the Always the Critic podcast. Actually, this is a special episode of the Always the Critic podcast, because if you are listening to this one, we're currently on vacation. But uh, we wanted to leave you guys with something different than what we normally do. We normally review the newest movie of the week, right, Jessica?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: But today we wanted to address some of our movie blind spots. So because
1: there are so many movies that we should have seen and we haven't seen them until this year
0: exactly so
1: <sighs> so we're gonna go through some of them for you guys yeah
0: and give just the general impression of what we thought of it uh, we're not gonna dive too deep into each movie because you know a lot of these movies are either a lot older or many people have seen over and over but we just wanted to give you our initial impressions on these movies so. Yeah. Uh, I am going to go first on this special episode. Um, Before we get started, just let you know, if this is your first time listening or you enjoy the show, go ahead and subscribe to the show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. If you want to follow us on social media, Jessica, where can they follow us on social media?
1: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all the trifecta. You can find us at at alwayscriticpod. pod.
0: Perfect. All right, so I am going to start uh, my first movie blind spot, a movie from 2013. It was the movie Her, uh, starring Joaquin (laughs) Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson, directed by Spike Jones.
1: I can't believe you haven't seen this movie, or hadn't seen it until this year, because this is such, because this is, this movie is so you- like it's your vibe?
0: Everybody keeps telling me that and I <laughs> I don't understand why everybody keeps saying, Oh, this is totally your movie. I can't believe you haven't seen this movie. <laughs> and I, I guess I'm trying to understand what specifically about it makes it my type of movie. Is it I
1: don't know. It just has your vibe to it.
0: Oh, my like, God. I
1: knew you would like
0: it. Uh, so, really quick synopsis. In a near future, a lonely writer develops an unlikely relationship with an operating system designed to meet his every need. Um, Scarlett Johansson is the voice of that operating system. I I love this movie, by the way. Just I it. You know. uh, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I thought, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is Amazing. The fact mm. that most of the acting that he's doing is alone, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um And, like, you could see, like, just desperation on him. You could see joy. You could see... Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is one of our greatest living actors right now. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And I'm excited to see what he does with Joker later this year, so... Uh, so minus- I just
1: whooped for Joker. Yeah, I, I just know, have to right?
0: <laughs> uh, What's
1: wrong? What's wrong with me? But okay. yeah,
0: I love this movie and so I recommend it to anyone who Loves movies. I think it's a great yeah, movie. So, yeah.
1: do you have a favorite part of the movie?
0: Um, I think my favorite part. Oh man, there's so many like little pieces that I really. <laughs> it's enjoy. been a, It's
1: been a while since I've watched this movie, so I can't remember any like specific thing other than him like sitting in front of the computer and
0: like talking and talking to. Yeah. I think a lot of the moments that I really enjoy is when like the two are kind of at odds with each other, and you know they're kind of having like these fights. Back and forth because um, Joaquin doesn't know how he feels about falling in love with an operating system. Yeah, and he seeks the counsel of Amy Adams, who again is in this movie. <laughs> Probably the most underrated actress. You reminded we have.
1: me because I didn't remember.
0: And so, like when they have that conversation, you know, of you know, you're having a relationship with them, but you know, is why wouldn't it be real? Why can't it be real? Type right. of thing. I thought was such a great like concept to visualize and yeah it's a great movie really great movie so
1: yeah Scarlett has a good voice for
0: that Well yeah she does she has yeah. a great voice for that and most of the time I'm not like big on Scarlett Johansson in a movie mm-hmm. um for the most part yeah. I think there's a couple roles that she's good in but for the most part it's, it just feels like a blank slate Yeah there I
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know but Joaquin Phoenix, though, he, he's amazing. Yeah. So
1: Well, you don't see her blank face like it's a computer, so.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's
1: why it works. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so. The, What's your
0: next movie? My next movie is Inglorious Bastards. So I okay. went through the Tarantino catalog. There's a couple of other movies that I saw for the first time, but I'm not going to mention them here. But in particular, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, okay, I haven't amazing. seen this
1: movie this, Still have not this seen movie this
0: This movie amazing um, uh,
1: Hard I, pressed to watch it
0: I have not been a fan Of most of Tarantino's stuff
1: Okay
0: um, I like Kill Bill I okay. thought There's another movie we're going to talk about later That I thought is fine But Inglourious Bastards is his best Without a doubt uh, <sighs> Come on Christoph Waltz is amazing in this movie
1: if a rat were to walk in here right now,
0: as I'm talking, would you greet it with a source of your delicious milk?
1: Probably not. Hmm. I didn't think so.
0: You don't like them. You don't really know why you don't like them. All you know is you find them repulsive. Consequently, a German soldier conducts a search of a house suspected of hiding Jews.
1: Where does the hawk look? He looks in the barn, he looks in the attic, he looks in a cellar, he looks everywhere he would hide. But there's so many
0: places it wouldn't have occurred to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führers brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous
1: feats human beings are
0: capable of once they abandon dignity. Amazing. Uh, like, I have
1: a skeptical face on it. I
0: know you have a skeptical face, but if okay. there is a movie that I'm going to recommend of Tarantino's, it's this one. This is the one okay. that I would recommend to people because it's a World War II story. Uh, Brad Pitt, Christoph Waltz, um, Michael Fassbender.
1: Uh, oh, well, Michael Fassbender is definitely easy to picture in the uh, yeah, World War II era.
0: exactly. And so this movie has three amazing moments. The first one is in the opening scene um, at this dairy farm and the tension that builds when Christoph Walt's character is just slowly unraveling what's going on there. It's amazing. Uh, the middle section where it's Michael Fassbender's character in the tavern. For people who have seen that, that is an amazing scene. Holy crap. I love that scene <laughs> so much. And then, of course, there's the final scene that takes place in the French theater. I'm not giving away much in that aspect. You're not
1: spoiling anything for me, but again, your passion is a little infectious, so maybe I'll watch it.
0: I think it, if you would appreciate any of the Tarantino ones, I think this one might be the one. Um, is
1: this the bestseller?
0: For me, this, this is, is the best gonna one. This is
1: going
0: to be it? This is the best Tarantino movie, without okay. a doubt for me.
1: This is his Prisoner of Azkaban?
0: Yes. This is Prisoner of Azkaban. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my recommendation on that. Um, And also Brad Pitt does like a wild accent that is just like fantastic to listen to throughout.
1: When is Brad Pitt not doing something wild nowadays? Something
0: that I've heard of Brad Pitt is that people have been saying, especially over the last like 15 years of his career, is that he's a character actor trapped in a leading man's body. Which I kind of get get like what they're saying by that, Um, because he chooses a lot of like these like interesting side roles that you wouldn't see normally that a leading man would take.
1: I I see what you're saying.
0: And yeah, it's character actor stuff. All right. Um, It's it's an interesting thing that I've been hearing. Uh, Next movie on my list. Uh, I watched Quiz Show from 1994. This was an Oscar nominated movie. Like
1: oh, I didn't know that. Six
0: Academy Award nominations, if I'm not mistaken, when oh. I read last time. Uh, this movie stars John Totoro and Ralph Fiennes. Wait a second. I always confuse this. Is it what? pronounced Ralph or Rafe? Like oh! Without don't the L. do this
1: to me. Don't do this to me. I
0: I always. What have does to, he say? I always have himself. to. Tr- no, because I've never like truly heard okay, it. Okay, so I many. watched
1: a video of him the other day, um, just going over his like most famous roles.
0: Uh one of those. One of those by one GQ, of those. I think. Yes, or? yes, yes, yeah. yes. By
1: GQ. And I don't remember him pronouncing his name in any special way. It was Ralph Fiennes, I think. Okay. Otherwise, I would have remembered and been like. What? Like, I've not been pronouncing his name that way.
0: Yeah, so it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, Best Director, and Best Adapted Screenplay. So, uh, I really enjoyed this movie um, because... Yeah, it had
1: a lot of tension to it. I watched it a a while ago, and I remember feeling like it was really well done, and it was such a simple concept.
0: Yeah. And I
1: like the idea of, like, quiz shows in general.
0: Well, yeah, I think quiz shows... In general, I love trivia and I love like that concept. It's a,
1: it's an ethics um, yes movie. It's all
0: about the ethics of cheating. So basically the synopsis of the movie is a young lawyer, Richard Goodwin, investigates a potentially fixed game show. Uh, Charles Van Doren, a big time show winner, is under Goodwin's investigation. It's a very simple synopsis, but um, more to it is that this game show pretty much is rigged. And Mm -hmm. the studio NBC, um, they know it. The contestant knows it, Mm -hmm. and it's all about trying to sell the audience on a captivating winner, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Someone that the audience can root behind and get ratings. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was well done. I thought like it was it moved at a very good pace. Uh, Yeah, it didn't feel like slow. One little fault. Um, I'm from Massachusetts, and Uh that is a. God, horrendous <laughs> accent that
1: oh. he is
0: putting on there, and who I'm speaking about is Rob Morrow, uh, who plays the who? young lawyer. Um,
1: oh,
0: he plays the young lawyer, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm from Harvard, and I was first in my class." And I'm just like, "Holy crap, this is a terrible <laughs> accent."
1: Ooh. Well, you're super sensitive to like Boston
0: yeah, accents because
1: you're from Boston.
0: Because people like. They think it's all about just dropping the R's and the, you know, and it's, it didn't, it's not that. There, there's more right, to it than that. Right, right, right. right. Um, but well, yeah. we'll
1: talk about another Boston movie in a bit.
0: Yeah, we will be talking about another Boston movie in a bit. Uh, but before we get to that, another movie I saw, Edge yeah. of Seventeen. Uh, this is from nice. 2017. Yeah. Uh, a high school life gets even more unbearable for Nadine when her best friend, Krista, starts dating her older brother. Uh, so this is Haley Steinfeld, Haley Lou Richardson, and Blake Jenner. Also, Woody Harrelson We're is in there. We're missing Woody yeah. Harrelson. Yeah, um, I love this movie.
1: It was very heartfelt, yes. and she was super neurotic. Yes. But I liked it. I didn't mind it. Usually, I'm I turn off when a character is just like in their own headspace and kind of like selfishly, in, you know, wallowing in self pity yeah. and complaining and that sort of thing. But I liked this one quite a bit.
0: You know what it is? I think Haley Steinfeld is tremendous. Well, I I think
1: she's likable.
0: She's super likable. Yeah. Uh, Even when she is, like, down on herself, when she's just complaining, you know, like, life's unfair, you know. Mm -hmm. I think even in those moments you're still like, well, you know, it'll get better for you. Like, you're just, like, rooting (laughs) for her.
1: Yeah, and
0: also her best friend Haley Lou Richardson, she is also great. Even though like she has a smaller part in that movie,
1: mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. she
0: is captivating as well. Uh, we yeah. saw Haley Lou Richardson earlier this year in Five Feet Apart with uh, Cole Sprouse, or was it Dylan Sprouse? Ooh. So she was also in that movie. I think
1: not a great movie, not a great movie, um, but she's
0: I think she's really good in it.
1: I know this is something that you saw this year, but I do want to point out that I like how the movie is sympathetic toward her. Yeah. Um, Especially in the fact that that character loses her father. Yeah. And that was the only figure who understood her and no one else can tolerate her because they don't understand her and they don't try to understand her either. And so that was really touching to me. I, I kind of... like a nice connection to that even though like i have nothing in my life that would directly relate to that but it just seemed like they put a lot of effort in making that distinction that yeah she might be a little zany but you know no one cares to to understand her and she's not being you know given the same attention that her brother is given and she's not the favorite child from her mother right and so that's like a big deal that's yeah, perfect, yeah.
0: you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in the yeah. eyes of her mother and everything. So mm-hmm.
1: so that was really um, a nice touch point in the movie.
0: Yeah. And I think her dynamic with Woody Harrelson as the teacher.
1: I love that dynamic.
0: Yeah. And they're both yeah. just like miserable and they mm-hmm. they could be you know misery loves company so uh, even though like he's always like rolling his eyes at her or just trying to yeah. get her out like he he truly does not really mind having her around you know for lunch yeah. and hearing her wallow in her teenage angst uh, but
1: yeah he's willing to listen to yeah. her yeah which um, not yeah, many even, people do. you know however much he protests
0: <laughs> right exactly not many not many people do listen to her but yeah
1: so I like that movie too
0: no. Switching from teen comedy, drama, all the way to action. This year, <laughs> we b- both corrected, we I think. We both. We both corrected. A huge oversight. Huge oversight. Um Might as well just knock them out right now since we both watched it. It's John Wick. John Wick hey. and John Wick Chapter 2. Yep. I don't know what took us so long to get here. I don't
1: know what the hell I was thinking. And the thing is. My dad was telling me, oh, you got to watch John Wick. And the thing, we'd go, like, I'd go home for the weekend and they'd pull up HBO movies because they have cable and they'd be like, hey, let's watch a family movie. Let's do John Wick. And I'd be like, I don't want to watch John Wick. (sighs) My dad's like, you don't want to watch John Wick? Like, what (laughs) is wrong with you? You don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you're missing. And you know what? I did not know what I was missing. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The both of them are really good. Oh, they're really good! I remember when I started seeing like trailers and posters for the first John Wick, and I thought, "Oh man, Keanu's settling for B movie stuff." Like, like I I felt (laughs) like his career had been down at that point. And boy, was I wrong! Holy (laughs) crap! Like that scene in in the first John Wick that takes place in the nightclub, and he's chasing the guy, and he's in the sauna. And, like, that entire thing is crazy. Um, Yeah. And then chapter two, I love that they take it international. And (laughs) you have Common, who is his equal almost, like, being able to fight. Um, You have the International Continental Hotel, the the Italian version of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, All these rules and just, like, the life of an assassin and the code that they live by. I thought... A little more lore. Yeah, the world that they've built for this entire franchise is awesome. So Mm -hmm. um, if you haven't listened to it, we actually did our episode on John Wick Chapter 3 a couple months ago back in May. So go back and check that out. Um, I have two more movies on my list. Um, There's more movies we both saw, but these are the last two that I saw for the first time. Jessica had already seen them. Um, The first one is Ex Machina. From 2014. Yeah. This is another one that a lot you of can't people. This were is telling one me. of them.
1: You're gonna like this. Yeah, one. you're gonna like yeah. this.
0: This is right up your alley. This is your type of movie. And again, mm-hmm. I'm just like, what are you trying to say? Buy that. <laughs> um, so
1: you have a type. You definitely I have, a type, have a movie apparently. type. So yeah.
0: a young programmer is selected to participate in a groundbreaking experiment in synthetic intelligence by evaluating the human qualities of a highly advanced humanoid AI. This stars Alicia Vikander, Domhnall Gleeson, and Oscar Isaac. Uh, Two of these people are in the Star Wars franchise together. Uh, So we've we've gotten interactions with them. But my God, what a...
1: What a ride, bro. (laughs) What a
0: mind bleep the movie is. Because... Oscar Isaac's character is, like, this tech mogul who, like, lives out, you know. And yeah.
1: If Steve Jobs was, like, into AI and even more of a visionary that's, like, sitting out in secluded, the wilderness. in the Secluded. Yeah, exactly. In his own, like, laboratory house. This would be Oscar Isaac's character.
0: Right. And then Domhnall Gleeson's character is the one that gets the... Uh, Basically, like, I, he doesn't win a contest, but, like, he's selected to interact with this humanoid played by Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac loves creating, or his character loves creating humanoids that are very attractive. <laughs> That's pretty much his go-to because he still has one humanoid. Uh, it's Asian lady. Like, they even dance together. Like, they have this mm-hmm. entire dance sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the movie is wild, and seeing how
1: the ending, the ending, ending,
0: oh man, shit! Like AI, AI is coming for us, people. Oh my god, <laughs> they are learning. We, have, too we, much. Stand yeah, we, we stand
1: zero chance. Yeah, we stand zero chance. Yeah,
0: and Alicia Vikander is amazing in this. Um, mm-hmm. She's already an Oscar winner at this point, um, yeah. and we're you know we're gonna see more from her
1: very soon. Um, and she's married to uh, *Inglorious Bastards*. Uh, uh oh my God, what's his name?
0: Fassb- Fassbender. Fassbender. Yes. She, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're married.
1: They're married, homie.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. All right. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> All right. So. Last movie. The last movie that I saw uh, for the first time was *Split*. This is from 2016, starring James McAvoy and Anya Taylor-Joy, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, the synopsis is, three girls are... Cap- Let me start over on that. Three girls <laughs> are kidnapped by a man with a diagnosed 23 distinct personalities. They must try to escape before the apparent emergence of a frightful new 24th. Um, James McAvoy is amazing. A no vision. Oh, my goodness. The way he just... Uh, flows between the different personalities, and he's like a completely different person in each and every single one.
1: Yeah, like, each one is so distinct. Oh
0: man, you have like the little kid one with like the lisp that he's talking with. Mm-hmm. You have the like the tough guy who's like no nonsense, and everything has to be clean. And and then you mm-hmm. have Patricia, and who is pretty much almost the overseer of all of them until yeah. the beast is the one that's coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, what I was surprised with this movie, it takes its time, even though it's not a long time, it's not a long running time of a movie, but it lets things build. It lets things, you know, tense up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed that. And even though I kind of knew it was coming, it's still a little surprising at the end when the twist is revealed, um, the twist What's the twist? (laughs) The twist being that this is a backdoor sequel to a movie (laughs) that you had never seen up until this year.
1: Yeah. With that
0: said, I think we can transition into your list of movies. Oh, man. Oh, man. Since I just finished talking about Split.
1: Yeah. So for the first time this year, I watched Unbreakable, which came out in two thousand. Also directed by M. Night Shyamalan. It stars Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson, and Robin Wright. And again, like Split was a backdoor sequel to this movie. Yes. Who knew that that was even going to happen? In Unbreakable, here's the synopsis. A man learned something extraordinary about himself after a devastating accident. And I knew... That Samuel L. Jackson was the villain of the movie. Yeah. Before watching Unbreakable, because I had already watched Glass. So you saw Glass before. I saw Split first, then Glass, then <laughs> Unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> the complete like w- like the wrong the order. Wrong I saw these way, to watch way them, all these wrong. Movies. Yeah. So, it, whatever. I came to this movie and I was like, I got to see it. And this is actually like my favorite one.
0: Yeah. I, it's, it's really moody. I think moody it's the best one.
1: And really um, kind of a quiet sort of movie. Uh, you know, M. Night Shyamalan likes to insert himself into the movie. So, there's that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, But I liked it. I liked Bruce Willis's character. He was actually trying to. To act, you know, Oof. in the year 2000. Here we go. He has totally given up since then. So it was a really nice to see him actually putting forth effort in a movie. And still, wow. I knew Samuel L. Jackson was the villain. And even at the end, I was like, when they reveal it, I was like, oh, my God. Because it was such a good reveal. Yeah. yeah. It was good. And so I like that a lot. I really liked it. And I love how they brought back... The same kid that was playing his son in Unbreakable in Glass is the same kid. So same I was kid. like, oh my God, there he is. Yeah. So it was great. I really liked that one. So did I. Mm-hmm. Probably the best of the three. Yeah, the I three thought three it was movies, great. Yeah. Which is, I mean, the first one, right? Yeah, first you movie.
0: you have like this thing about sequels that-
1: Oh, it's th- not a thing. It's a full-blown like, f- like- Go ahead. Feeling. I don't think any sequel is necessary
0: even if they're good you just don't no, think that they're necessary
1: no absolutely not because if the first movie is good enough technically for a sequel then just leave it the hell alone like it should stand on its own and be perfect by itself without starting this whole saga and this endless like sequel business which is a business it's like it is a business it devalues the art of the first movie which is so perfect you have to make another one and capitalize i don't think
0: I don't think sequels develop. Don't at
1: me. We're going to the next movie. Okay, fine. So I saw. (laughs) Won't you be my neighbor?
0: It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Ah.
1: Which came out in 2018. It's the documentary about Fred Rogers, an exploration of the life lessons and legacy of iconic children's television host Fred Rogers. Okay, I was too young to watch Fred Rogers on television. I have never seen what? a Fred Rogers. What? Yes! Won't you be my neighbor? No, no, I never watched it. I was too young. I just... It was after my time. So right, you, sorry, before so you my never,
0: time. So you never knew... Well, maybe you knew the theme song, but never watched the show. Please, won't you be my neighbor?
1: I never it's watched a the show.
0: in the neighborhood.
1: Listen, I oh. went to the same college as Fred Rogers... And I remember seeing in the archives his sweater was there because, of course, they have to have, like, a famous alum's, like, sweater in the archives. And I was like, okay, it's his sweater. Like, I no, I didn't understand the significance of them having his sweater. Like, the sweater was a thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a big deal. In the show.
1: It's a a big big deal. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever, you have his sweater. So now it's a little more, like, I, I understand. And I, again, I didn't understand what was up until I watched this documentary and I was left in tears.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was
1: so emotional.
0: Uh, his life. I I haven't seen it personally, this documentary, but for, um, people who were raised on Mr. Rogers neighborhood, uh, there is just a beauty to how kind and nice and wholesome of a man. He is. Mm-hmm. It was before he passed away. And he is just something special in terms of kids' television. There there has never been anything like him um, because of the fact that he, he genuinely loved people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was great seeing that come across TV and apparently, you know, in the documentary and also – Later on this year, when A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood comes out, starring Tom Hanks, another beloved uh, figure here in America. So,
1: don't get me started on Tom Hanks, he is yeah. America's sweetheart. Yes, okay. So, my next movie is Tag from hey. 2018. Also, a small group of former classmates organize an elaborate annual game of tag that requires some to travel all over the country. It stars John Hamm, Jeremy Renner, Ed Helms, Jake Johnson, Hannibal Burris um
0: isla fisher is also uh, i love fisher
1: yep isla fisher is also in it um this movie took me by surprise because i thought it was going to be lame as hell it is not it's actually really good
0: i, I said the same thing <laughs> when that movie came out and i was surprised that people were crapping on that movie yeah and i was like <laughs> me i was crapping on. did we see the same movie and i'm just like i enjoyed the hell out of that movie
1: yeah it was very entertaining oh yeah very entertaining sure.
0: Like, when Jeremy Renner enters the movie and is, like, this sociopath, like, everything is tactical and he's, like, two steps ahead of everyone else. Yeah. I think, like, the entire part is hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's perfect.
0: It really is. It's really
1: well done and y'all should watch it. We did an episode on it, although I wasn't on it because I didn't see the movie.
0: Yeah, you didn't see the movie, but me and Miguel did, so... He's been on the show many times, so go mm-hmm. ahead and check that episode out. It was last year during there the summertime.
1: Next, my movie. Next movie is I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for wow. the first time.
0: It's Keanu Reeves <laughs> season. <is> from, so
1: <laughs> It is Keanu Reeves season, and what happened was we had a Keanu-thon mm. in our house, Um, Bill and Ted's from 1989, two seemingly dumb teens set off on a quest to prepare the ultimate historical presentation with the help of a time machine. Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, it is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Mm. I was really concerned that it was going to be dumb. Oh, okay. Just dumb. And it was silly, but it was enjoyable. Enjoyable. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So um, I can't really speak too much on it because I, haven't I seen know
1: it. you haven't seen it. So next movie of mine, runaway bride from
0: 1999. Mm. I forgot to put something on here because I have seen that one.
1: You have seen yes. this one. So a reporter is assigned to write a story about a woman who has left a string of fiance's at the altar directed by Gary Marshall starring Julia Roberts, Richard Gere, and Joan Cusack is also in this movie. Um, what can I say about this movie? It is a supposed to be a romantic comedy. Right. It is god awful. It's not good. It's not. A very it is not though. good. And I I remember going to like Blockbuster and seeing this movie like on the on the shelves and Where stuff she's with the her dress. like tying her yeah, shoes,
0: tying her shoes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, I gotta watch that movie." Here I am, twenty nineteen, finally seeing runaway bride i watched it on a plane and it wasn't even good enough to watch on a plane i was so mad i kept waiting for it to get good
0: no that's the problem with that movie it's because
1: neither of those protagonists are i'm not rooting for either one of them they're both terrible people they Uh, both suck and i don't want them to be happy on top of that it
0: had just come after uh, my best friend's wedding Oh, which is time. way
1: more it's superior. So
0: imagine the people who saw my best friend's wedding. Great movie, one of the best rom-coms all time. And then this next one, Runaway Bride, and it's like, oh, Julia, weddings, hey. Back with Richard Gere. No.
1: It was awful. No, Don't watch good. it. <laughs> Stay away. Stay far away. Okay. So next movie. I just said we had a Keonaton. So I watched speed. From 1994 and Point Break from 1991. I could talk about on one of the these. On the same day. On the same day that I is, watched these. That's
0: fantastic. That's a fantastic oh. back-to-back. I can talk about one of these because I've seen one of them.
1: Okay, which one did you watch? I've
0: seen Speed. <sighs> speed.
1: What can I say about Speed? Of these two, Speed was my favorite. Yes, I love I Speed. I adore Speed. Speed <laughs> oh is my God. great. It's amazing. So, for those who don't know or don't remember, a young police officer must prevent a bomb exploding aboard a city bus by keeping its speed above 50 miles per hour. SARS, Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper, and Sandy Sandra Bullock.
0: 478,000 ask
1: for Detective Harry Temple. Harry. Harry, it's Jack. You better not be calling in sick because I dragged my ass out of here. Harry, he's alive. What? The bomber. He's
0: back. He hit one in Venice already. Fire chief said there's nothing left. Temple! We just got a ransom demand from your dead terrorist. Says he's rigged the city bus. Where's Jack?
1: Where do you think? I got to get on that bus.
0: So the concept of you have to keep a bus moving at 50 miles per hour or else (laughs) it blows up. (laughs) That that alone is fantastic. But the lengths they go through to try to either keep the bus moving or (laughs) trying to get people off the bus or jumping a gap on an unfinished <laughs> highway.
1: <laughs> what is this, Fast and the Furious?
0: Oh. But that movie Bob's and Oh, I love that movie, though. It's so good. It
1: is so good. Why does it work? Why does it work?
0: I think because- It
1: shouldn't work, but it does. It
0: works because you have two leads who are great. You have Keanu, you have Sandy. Um, you have a villain that's like- He's chewing up the scenery. It's Dennis Hopper. <laughs> um, and also, I think it's good action. Like, it's all practical stuff, but it's, mm-hmm. it's good action. Like, they know how to raise the stakes as the movie goes along. So yeah. it's, it doesn't get boring like, oh, they're still on the bus. No, like, there's a new mm-hmm. element that gets added every time.
1: Right, the stakes get higher and higher.
0: Exactly.
1: Uh, well, I loved it. I loved it. I would watch Speed in a heartbeat. Fantastic. If you offered me speed or point break I would take speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like drugs. Like <laughs> two different drugs. So Point Break, really quick, an FBI agent goes undercover to catch a gang of surfers who may be bank robbers directed by Katherine Bigelow. Hey. You know her.
0: Academy award-winning director.
1: Starring Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves and Gary Busey. Um, what can I say about Point Break? It is a very interesting movie it has a weird pacing to it i would say Mm. um because you think the movie's gonna end in a certain place and then it keeps going oh okay and there's like way more to it and there's like a kidnapping there's like this weird um skydiving thing that happens and i'm like what like they were just like at each other's throats and now they're kind of okay like it was weird you guys might recognize this plot from The Fast and the Furious, because that's how the whole franchise started with. Um,
0: it's, point uh, with it's point break, but with streetcars.
1: It's point break, but with streetcars instead of surfers. And again, if you're not into like this laid back California vibe and like. The, I guess the the pacing of the movie is also kind of like laid back like that. <laughs> It's not a fantastic movie, but it's something. And the intro sequence is bar none amazing. Intercut shots of surfers in the lights and going through the waves. And then there's Keanu like at a training complex in the freaking rain. <laughs> I can't even, cause he's like, he's got his like shirts like stuck to him. Yeah. And then he like, he um, cocks the gun with one hand. Co- a shotgun with yeah, one hand. With one hand. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> that intro is is worth it. But the movie's not that great. So, okay. moving okay. on. Moving on. <laughs> Next movie. I included this on my list because it was so terrible. Congo from 1995. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this movie for the first time this year. And that's only because I recognize this story. I read the book when I was a kid. Mm, and it's, okay. you know, killer gorillas in the Congo. And I was like, perfect. I want to watch this movie. What? So, again, that's the basic plot. Um, an expedition to the African Congo ends in disaster. A new team is assembled to find out what went were, what wrong. Were, I can't even speak right now. Bye, bye, what bye. went wrong? <laughs> <laughs> director is Frank Marshall. Which, you know, I'm as the major producer for pretty much anything good. <laughs> okay. Laura Linney, Tim Curry, Dylan Walsh. Tim Curry is doing probably the worst accent <laughs> I have ever heard in my life.
0: Oh, man.
1: You're laughing, but it's true. Yeah. And I just... <laughs> have you seen this movie?
0: No, no, I have not.
1: You haven't?
0: No, I haven't seen this movie. A lot of these movies that you have mentioned, I have not seen yet. Uh, There's going to (laughs) be one that you're going to mention in a little while that you're going to be like, you haven't seen them? Yeah. And no, I have not. So, yeah. But, yeah. So, Congo. (laughs) So, it's a terrible movie, pretty much. Terrible. Terrible. Okay. So.
1: Hold on. I want to. You
0: actually want to, like, play it?
1: No, no, no.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to, like, play something for us.
1: So to put it in a better way, uh, Tim Curry is doing the worst Romanian accent ever. And if that didn't tip me off, the movie came complete with a diamond laser that can shoot a satellite out of the sky, characters that could outrun an erupting volcano, and a crash plane outfitted with a hot air balloon. Did I mention the Morlocks though? Because there were these like gorillas that were out of like the time machine. You know that?
0: No, I remember the movie, The Time Machine, but you're telling me that this movie has stuff kind of like that, pretty much?
1: I don't want to say yes, but yes.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: It's buck wild. Don't watch it. Perfect. (laughs) Next movie, The Bone Collector from Mm. 1999. Okay. A quadriplegic ex-homicide detective and his female partner tried to track down a serial killer who was terrorizing New York City. Starring Denzel, Angelina Jolie, and Queen Latifah. Let me just say that this movie surprised me because it was very, very good. So I've heard from... Have you? No, so you no haven't I haven't watched seen
0: it. it. No, no. <laughs> I have not watched it. So I've heard that it's a good movie. Mm-hmm, it um, is. Anything stood out in that movie?
1: <sighs> Queen Latifah dies and I don't think she needed to die.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: That was gratuitous. That yeah,
0: gratuitous. Yeah, got it.
1: -hmm. But it was very good. I thought the tension was so high, kind of throughout. And you're you kind of guess who the killer is, but then it's not who you think it is, it's somebody else. And it's good,
0: Mm, okay. I got real good.
1: The Fifth Element from 1997. Have you seen this? No, I have not. Directed by Luke Besson, Luke Besson, Besson, yeah, whatever, (laughs) starring Bruce Willis, Mila Djokovic. And Gary Oldman in the the role of the century—he is crazy, like a literal crazy person. Crazy person. The way he's dressed, the way he talks, everything about him is insane. Really, it's out of this world. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I didn't read the synopsis. In a colorful future, a cab driver unwittingly becomes the central figure in the search for a legendary cosmic weapon to keep evil and Mr. Zorg at bay. And what do you think the cosmic weapon is?
0: Uh it's gotta be some type of gun. So what are the what are the four elements? Oh, so we have Um water, fire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um wind? No. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, what Earth, right? Earth would be the fourth yeah. element, yeah.
1: Okay, what, what do you think is the fifth element? Uh,
0: space. Uh, okay,
1: space. Uh, I'll give you three guesses. That's one. Oh, okay. Space. Uh,
0: the sun? Uh, the sun? I don't okay. know, in some way. Uh, One more. Uh, some type of cosmic. Cosmic weapon. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, cosmic. Black it's hole? It's going to save
1: the universe. Black A hole? A black hole. Okay, the fifth – I'm going to spoil it. This movie came out in 1997, and I don't know if you're going to see it anytime soon. Okay. The fifth element is love.
0: Man, get the hell out of here. (laughs) Get out of here, bro. You're telling me – nah, man, they didn't do that. I am not joking. They didn't do that. They did it. They didn't do that. Yes,
1: they did. Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) You know – wow. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds what? me of Interstellar, where <laughs> Anne Hathaway's character is like, this scientist, and we have to do this and whatever. And and the reason why she wants to go to a certain planet is because she's in love with the Doctor and love makes you do things that cannot be explained by science. And I was like, get the hell out of here with that. <laughs> so you're telling me the uh, fifth element is love?
1: Yeah, homie.
0: What's your next movie? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're ever gonna watch the Fifth Element. No, okay. L.A. Confidential. Ah, uh, see, this from is from one
0: 1997. Been, like,
1: meaning to watch, but boy, you need to watch this movie. It is so good. I gave it four out of five stars. I never do that. No, you never do that. It's really good. You are very as
0: stingy with I your am rating. I'm so
1: stingy with my ratings. So the synopsis goes: as corruption grows in 1950s Los Angeles, three policemen. One straight-laced, one brutal, and one sleazy investigate a series of murders with their own brand of justice.
0: Can I guess which one's which? Okay. Out of those three? Because yeah. I think the the actors are Spacey, Crow, and Guy Pierce, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. So the brutal, <laughs> I think, is Russell Crowe. I think right. the sleazy is kevin spacey and guy Pearce is the straight laced <laughs> yeah I right? yeah
1: you're right you're right got him. okay got him so i really love this movie the plot is great um can't imagine like better casting for these and the writing was top notch um i just love some of these lines i'll read one go back to jersey Sonny. this is the city of angels and you haven't got any wings Oh, okay. <laughs> you were like oh 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 oh, oh okay <laughs> off the record on the QTN, very hush hush you know who said that
0: who
1: Danny DeVito
0: whoa Danny DeVito's in here yeah man oh wow you
1: better get on this train yeah, it is so to, good I need to
0: watch this movie you're gonna love that movie okay I, yeah. I'm looking forward to it
1: mm-hmm um, you have one so more my last movie I'm down to my last movie before we talk about stuff that we watched Both of us watched this year together. Exactly. (sighs) Apollo 13 from 1995. Directed by Ron Howard, starring Tom Hanks, Bill Paxton, and Kevin Bacon. NASA must devise a strategy to return Apollo 13 to Earth safely after the spacecraft undergoes massive internal damage, putting the lives of the three astronauts on board in jeopardy. Hey, we've got a problem here.
0: What did you do? Nothing. I stirred the tanks.
1: Whoa. Hey. Uh, This is Houston. Uh, Say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. We have a main bus B undervolt. We've got a lot of thruster
0: activity here, Houston. It just went offline. Oh, there's another master alarm, Houston. I'm checking the quad. Christ, there was no repressed Maybe it's in quad C. We've seat. got a computer restart. I'm going to reconfigure the RCS. We've got a Wait, fire, doesn't make any
1: sense. We've got multiple caution and warning, Houston. We've got a reset and restart. All right, I'm going to SDS. I have never felt more patriotic this year than watching Apollo 13. It's amazing. It's amazing. Hand over heart right now. Like, it's really <laughs> good. I think everyone needs to watch this movie because not only does it have freaking Bill Paxton and Kevin Bacon, but it's got America's sweetheart, Tom Hanks, playing an astronaut. Come on.
0: And don't forget, you have the... Lieutenant Dan! Lieutenant Dan. Yes. Mission to Mars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. That's a reference people don't know. If That's you've gone right. to that's no one will know so
0: for those people who have never been to disney uh at epcot there is a mission space right yeah and the video before you would get on was led by gary sinise aka <laughs> lieutenant dan but he has like the most nasally voice going throughout <laughs> so it's like all right cadets you will be going on your mission to mars and it's just so <laughs> nasally that we would make fun of it. Uh, they replaced them, which sucks. But Yeah. but so, No one will ever see that now. No, no one who had so never sad. been there previously. So this movie, hard recommend. Hard. Gotcha.
1: So, so hard. Definitely watch it.
0: All right. So, yeah, I need to see it. That's another one that's still in my blind spot. We're trying to cover <laughs> as many, but like every time I cover one, another one just pops up.
1: I know. Same for me.
0: All right. So those are all of your movies that you've seen this year for the first time.
1: That's now, right. Now
0: we're going to go ahead and enter our final section, which is movies we both happen to see this year. Sometimes together, mm-hmm. sometimes separately. Yep. And so I think the first one that we should start with is <laughs> As Good As It Gets. <laughs> I have problems I'm still here.
1: It's so problematic. Oh, okay. It is so,
0: So, just so I can uh, read to you what I wrote when I watched the movie. Okay. Uh, Jack Nicholson is good. Helen Hunt is good as well. Didn't think that this would have won Best Actor and Best Actress at the Oscars, but here we are. The time period does lead to the script being very insensitive to the gay neighbor, but overall the movie is solid. So, it's, it's solid, but there's no way... That both, let alone one, should have won a best actor for this movie. Best actor or best actress. I don't know what the hell the Academy was thinking when they gave the award to Nicholson and Hunt. Both of them. No. Both. That doesn't make any sense.
1: For nothing. For nothing. Thank you. I thought this movie sucked.
0: Okay, so... You thought it was solid. It's solid, but it's not an Academy Award winning winning solid. Okay, so no, here I
1: was so offended.
0: It's it's it gets offensive. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. He
1: in. literally shit talks everybody. Yeah, he does. He's a homophobe. He hates the the maid that speaks with a Hispanic accent. Mm-hmm. He like sh- like roasts literally everybody. Yes, he's terrible. And I don't know if the ma- the movie wants us to believe that he's some like on the spectrum, like maybe he's autistic or something because maybe, he has that OCD who and knows. he's a germaphobe. But no,
0: he's not likable at all. He's
1: not likable at all. So when he makes Greg Kinnear almost cry, yeah, I wanted to like punch him in the face.
0: Yeah, he's not a likable character at all.
1: Not at all. So. <sighs>
0: This was the 70th Academy Awards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They won their respective Oscars. Um, which one do you want to know first? Do you want to know who she beat in Best Actress, or do you want to know who Jack Nicholson beat in Best Actor? Give me, the, give me the bad news first. Okay. I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> okay, so Helen Hunt beat out uh, a couple of different people. She, uh, she beat out Helena, Helena Bonham Carter in The Wings of the Dove, uh, Judy Dench and Mrs. Brown, but the big one is Kate Winslet in a little tiny movie called Titanic.
1: <gasps> no. Yes. No. Yes.
0: Yeah, she beat out. I am so yeah, mad. Yeah, she beat out Kate Winslet in Titanic for Best Actress.
1: No, para nada. In a
0: leading role, so no. Um, let's go over to Best Actor. <laughs>
1: So you're going to kill me. Best
0: Actor, uh, Jack Jack Nicholson beat out uh, Robert Duvall in The Apostle, Peter Fonda and Yulie's Gold, Dustin Hoffman in Wag the Dog, but he also beat out um, a young up-and-comer at the time who also wrote this movie,
1: my
0: uh, Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting.
1: <gasps> oh my God. No.
0: Yeah. That
1: is rude. Yeah.
0: it's
1: That is awful. so rude.
0: Yeah. Like, we're staring (laughs) the winners at the face, and it's just like, no, we're going to give it to these two.
1: Ooh, that is, ooh. I would Mm. love to
0: know what the politics were at that time for those two to win. Because obviously, like, James Cameron won Best Director and Best Picture. Right. So, like, I don't know, man.
1: Kate Winslet, I know. Like, she definitely was a better, like, winner than... Helen Hunt in this movie. <laughs> Let a, and then freaking Matt Damon. Yeah. In Goodwill Hunting. Great
0: role. Great role.
1: Amazing. He shines in that. And then Jack Nicholson wins it, being the crabbiest, shittiest old man. And then there's a romance between them that's outrageous. Yeah, I can't. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, that's that. I can't even. For, yeah. Let's move on. Let's, Let's move, move on. on. Um, so, the next movie that we both saw this year, uh, we saw it back in May. It was The Witch, a movie from 2015. Uh, synopsis is, a family in 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. This stars Anya Taylor-Joy and couple of other people that
1: don't really matter no let's talk about this movie really fast can we
0: talk about the accents first and like the way they spoke okay
1: so they spoke in puritan style english yeah and we got how far like all of us are like i can't understand what they're saying yeah we got so we had to put on subtitles and
0: then finally like no
1: i'm not getting anything so we put on subtitles (laughs) and even like that you're reading it and it's like that's what he said (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We could not have watched this movie without subtitles because no. their accents were so... He- and it wasn't even the accents. It was the construction yeah. of the sentences themselves and the vocabulary. Yeah. It was so difficult. It really was. And... That was a hard effort on the screenwriter's part yeah, like, to write that like that.
0: They must have like done their research on like how that... You mm-hmm. know, that the language and... Um, how context is used and everything. They're, man, hats off to doing yeah. that, but oof, no, thank you. The like,
1: tension in this movie and the suspense was, bar none, the best part of this movie. Yes. And this movie was not afraid of silence, and uh, there was this one part where there was like a baby being mashed up By, like, a really old naked witch in the forest, and that was probably the most disgusting part of the whole thing that made us cringe, and we were like, "Mm, no, no, no. no." I
0: know, and that happens early on.
1: It does Uh, happen early.
0: But one thing that sticks out to me, at least, um, it's a certain line in the movie, and it's when Black Phillip, which is the goat, turns into the devil. Or I don't know who he turns you're into you're going to say the line but yeah the line that he says to her it's "What's thou like, thou to, like live to live deliciously
1: what dost thou want what canst thou give
0: wouldst thou like the taste of butter a pretty dress wouldst thou And yeah. like just when I heard that the first time, I was like, I died. Oh, oh.
1: the last final five minutes of the movie are everything. Yeah, it really because is because the reveal that Black Phillip is not just a goat, not even like a goat on the rampage or like an evil goat. It is literally an incarnation of the devil. Yeah,
0: it's wild. Uh, I'm
1: but a- the "Wouldst Thou Like to Live Deliciously?" line is.
0: Oh, it's, God. It's crazy. And the director, Robert Eggers, he's coming out with a movie later on this year uh, starring Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. It's called oh! The Lighthouse.
1: He's the director on that? He's the director. He's the director. Oh, and I'm so
0: shit. excited. Oh, I'm shit. so excited.
1: Oh, my God. I can't, I can't wait. wait. I can't wait. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, man. All right. So earlier we watched, well, this movie takes place in New England. We mentioned another Boston movie earlier, and we're going to talk about one now. And it's. Gone, Baby gone. Uh, this stars uh, Morgan Freeman, Ed Harris, and the title character or the main character, Casey Affleck. Um, mm-hmm. Most notably, this was Ben Affleck's directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Like this was his first like major release as a director. Mm-hmm. And so the synopsis is two Boston area detectives investigate a little girl's kidnapping, which ultimately turns into a crisis both professionally and personally. Um, I think this is one of those movies that it's it's a hard watch. It is. But like it's it's very good.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you can see why it's good. The plot is good. Like, you know, and sometimes you feel like really bad about watching these characters. Mm-hmm. Like some of these characters are just despicable people. Uh, right. Like especially like the mom who lo- loses the child.
1: Oh, oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there's moments where it looks like she doesn't because even she's care. just trash. Yeah, she's she's trash. She is typical, like in the south, it would be trailer park trash, but up north, like she is like that hood rat, like just mm-hmm. yeah, she is an awful mother, just and yeah. you know playing it all for like, look at me and like everybody is paying attention to her now and
1: right. She uh, she's just trash. Yeah, she's I mean, just trash. a trash person. And a trash mother. Did you like when they said the title of the movie in the movie? Gone, baby, gone. <laughs> She's gone, baby. Gone. gone. <laughs> oh! I was like, oh, when there he it did it, I was like, "Ha! Ah, there it is!"
0: <laughs> oh boy, I usually only get this excited when they say the title of a movie in the movie.
1: Ah, oh, we have so much
0: fun with those. Yes, we do. We love those. Um, and also, this really falls in line with other Boston movies, you know, that Seth Meyers parodied in this Boston accent fake movie trailer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw that.
0: And it's just like in Southie, you know, where you learn those lessons about family and, <laughs> and honor. You learn it at the party, the town. gone baby gone (laughs) like (laughs) if if you haven't checked that out uh, (laughs) check out uh seth meyers he does a parody called uh, boston accent check it out it is hilarious and if you see any of those boston movies you'll recognize everything in those movies so (laughs) all all
1: right second to last movie we've got Monty Python and the Holy Grail from nineteen seventy-five. Neither of us had watched it until this year.
0: Yeah, I actually just saw it yesterday, the day before we're recording this. So like it is fresh in my mind. Okay, um, <laughs>
1: what'd you think of it? I- well, it's directed by Terry Gilliam Gilliam and Terry Jones, stars Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Eric Idol, among many others. And the synopsis is, King Arthur and his Knights of the Round Table embark on a surreal, low-budget search for the Holy Grail, encountering many very silly obstacles. And that's putting it mildly. Yes.
0: So this movie is what I would refer to as amusing. Because. <laughs>
1: amusing?
0: Amusing. because, like, there's so many just, like, moments where it's just like, what am I watching? <laughs> and. Sometimes it goes off the rails, but it's a lot of it feels. You know what it feels like? It feels like a lot of sketches that are just yeah. stitched together mm-hmm. um, by a very loose narrative. Yeah, very loose narrative. There's a King Arthur, and they're looking for the Grail. But other than that, everything is just like little vignettes of like the mm-hmm. other Knights of the Round t- Table. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. I, I don't want to say dumb. It's not dumb. It's just. I think silly is the right yeah, word it's so right word. silly. Yeah. And like you can't take anything seriously.
0: Like it- one of my favorite little gags was when <laughs> what was it? It's the prince who's living up in the tower and he <laughs> he want he's about to he's about to sing and like the <laughs> dad comes over no no we're not singing no <laughs> stop it. <laughs> we're not doing it. And then after yeah. that, he's like, "Make sure he doesn't leave this room." And the guards like, "All right, well, make sure he leaves the room. No, 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 make sure he doesn't leave the room. Okay, what if we have to leave? Make sure he doesn't leave. So we'll take him with us. No, keep him here. Okay, he stays. But then he can go, and then I can go, and then he can leave. No, it's it, great gag, great gag all around.
1: It's just full of
0: gags, the whole thing. How'd you feel about the ending?" of uh you're gonna have to remind me so they find the castle that supposedly has a grail the french are already there and they're like (laughs) spitting insults at them Uh and so then king arthur has an entire army ready to attack and before he could the police show up oh
1: right and they arrest him right right because they kill a
0: historian earlier in the movie yes i think it was in scene 24 (laughs) like it was like an actual scene number.
1: <laughs> right, it was like the whole movie was intercut with like a present day historian or something. And he got his neck sliced
0: mm-hmm. and he died.
1: Mhm. So like all of
0: this is happening but then <clears throat> they just keep cutting back to these cops trying to investigate like this murder. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, they're like following in their footsteps like Yeah. Yeah, um I kind of just didn't, like, take it, like, seriously. I hate to say that. I was just like, okay, I guess that's how we're going to end. Because in another movie, any other movie, I would have been like, what the fuck is this? Right. Like, (laughs) but because it was so silly throughout, I guess that was supposed to be, like, a twist ending. That, like, these two things, these two seemingly separate, like, eras are actually happening at the same same time time. um which either they're doing this elaborate like set pieces and stuff pretending to fulfill this story of like king arthur and his knights at the round table (laughs) during present day or something's up and you know these cops are invading their time era yeah i don't know what it which is. it doesn't make sense it doesn't make no, sense doesn't. i don't think it's ever supposed no, to make sense i just to. think it's supposed to be funny and random and kind of, i think a movie that falls into this sort of like feel like it's 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 like this movie is the kind of like the comedic pinnacle like, grand grandfather yeah. of like these types of movies like um, the dead don't die
0: Oh, okay. I see what you're saying.
1: It's kind of like it's, you know, been diluted and kind of made for today's audience, but it could be considered like in the same vein as Monty Python and the Holy Grail.
0: Yeah. I know what what you're saying. saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Because there's almost like a, I would say like a meta aspect to it. Mm-hmm. because it is referring like it's referring to stuff that we know
1: mm-hmm. but
0: supposedly it takes place in this world that we're watching right so <laughs> so I understand what you're saying and I've you know we've seen movies like that where they'll sometimes reference something that's going uh-huh. on in the real world but they're like in the middle of their story mm-hmm. you know yeah so I know what you're saying um but yeah I thought, it was enjoyable. Like it's 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 funny. Like there's there's enough funny throughout the movie where
1: I've To f- carry it to carry it. To carry it. Exactly. Um I don't personally think I would rewatch this. Probably movie. not,
0: no. But uh
1: I'm glad that I did watch it. Yeah. But again, it's very seventies, mm-hmm. you know, very silly. Um it's just silly, it's just silly as hell. Yeah, um, it really is. These gags, it's just a collection of gags with a theme.
0: Exactly. All right. So.
1: Let's go. This is it. And move on to our last movie. This is.
0: This is the big one. This is the one <laughs> is- that everybody always, always was if like. If you're you in have the film
1: games- community. Not even. It, it, you don't even have to be in the film community. No, to be. You don't talking about this movie and referencing this movie
0: and before we even mention the movie so um, a couple years ago or a few years ago, uh, I was in this contest where we somebody would give us a movie quote and we would have to mention <laughs> the movie. Yeah so you know it's I'm in the final it's me and our friend Zach um, <laughs> We're yeah. we're going back and forth and you know we're just hitting these movies left and right left and right. And we're doing a pretty good job. And so then finally, it comes down to this particular quote. And because I hadn't seen the movie yet.
1: <laughs> this has got to be like six or seven years ago.
0: Yeah, it was is quite a long time. And it's when Jules says Ezekiel twenty five seventeen, oh. And he says <laughs> the entire verse.
1: Ezekiel 25, 17. The path vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers and you will know my name is the lord when i lay my vengeance upon me
0: they read me the verse and he like kind of says it the way jules says it in the movie
1: uh-huh. and
0: like just the blank stare on my face when he finished reading the quote and he could tell that i didn't know it And everybody in the crowd was like, they thought it
1: was like (laughs) the easiest thing in the world.
0: Yeah, right. So enough dancing around. It's Pulp Fiction. (laughs) We both finally watched this movie.
1: Finally watched this damn movie. It's another Quentin Tarantino vehicle, John Travolta, Sam Jackson, Uma Thurman, Bruce Willis. 1994. Yes.
0: This was Tarantino's second movie uh after reservoir dogs which i'll just go ahead and throw this out there i saw that for the first time that movie's bad anyway (laughs) so pulp fiction
1: Eh, what do we what do we want to say about
0: about it okay i think there are aspects that i like about this movie Uh, really yeah and and it's not too many which
1: storyline did you like the the most? most yeah uh
0: i'll tell you which one i like the least and it's okay. uh, which Blutch, one did you like the least? Which is uh, Bruce Willis's character, right? That entire section of that movie, I'm just like, nah. And when they introduced the <sighs> mm-hmm. whole gimp thing, and I'm like, no, nope, no, I'm out, I'm out. And so, I remember like just a couple weeks ago after I saw it, I was like, you know, I thought it was good, but you know, I could completely do without the gimp scene, and people coming back to me like. But the GIMP scene's the best part. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's the best part. Get out of here with that. (laughs) Um, The best part of that movie is anytime Jules and um, Vincent Vega, so Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson, are talking and interacting with each other. When they're having. (laughs) <laughs> when they're having conversations
1: with one another. Th- if you guys can't guess, I didn't like Pulp Fiction yeah. at all.
0: You didn't like it at, at
1: all. all. Right. And um, I watch it with my sister who had surprisingly already seen the movie. And I go, oh, I'm going to watch Pulp Fiction. She's like, you're not going to like it. I was like, what? You've seen it? It's just like, yeah, you're not going to like it. I don't think you should watch it. And I go, it's fine. I have to catch up on this. So I started watching it and I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I do not understand why this is appealing and why people reference this movie and think it's a classic and think put it up on this pedestal.
0: Yeah, I kind of question you know, it, too. You know,
1: like, there was that scene with Travolta dancing with Uma Thurman in right. the restaurant. And I was like, okay. And my sister was like, this is a very famous scene. And I was like, why? Why is this famous? And she was like, you know, it just is. Blah blah, blah. I,
0: I think I can answer that one. And it's. Why, why do you think it's famous? Because you are getting John Travolta back. Well, number one, this is the career revival of Travolta at that time, right? At that time, Travolta was down in the dubs. He was making like just crap movie after crap movie. And this kind of revived his career. At the same time, you're getting John Travolta for what he's known for the most in movies, and it's dancing. So having him dance in this movie was like a big cultural moment. Not necessarily in the movie, it's like an important scene or anything like that. It's more significant culturally that you had someone back, first off, coming back. And then, number two, doing stuff that he was known for, kind of like winking at the audience type of thing. But that's the reason why it's like so popular and so culturally. Maybe because
1: I never think that John Travolta is making a good movie.
0: <sighs>
1: and all I have to go off of for dancing is Grease. I never watched Saturday Night Fever. Saturday
0: Night Fever was a huge one for him. But...
1: And um I think there was a sequel to that, right? Uh or no.
0: Not to Saturday Night Fever.
1: That era is totally escapes me. So to watch him dance in pulp fiction had zero impact on me. Right. I just thought it was random and stupid.
0: Mm, I see.
1: And Uma Thurman's character was just like... Dumb. Really? Yeah. What did you like about her character? She was moody and she was an addict. And she was basically unattainable for all of the guys. And that's why she's so... She's so interesting to them. Because she's like the hot wife of their boss. And... She's unattainable.
0: Mm. No, I see what you're saying there. Um, hmm. I guess I found her interesting because of the fact that since she's dealing with Vincent Vega and they do have a conversation. I think this movie is built on conversations, number one. Um, The violent aspects of the movie are not as interesting to me.
1: Like when they shoot the guy in the back of the car.
0: It's not as interesting. I found it surprising because I wasn't expecting that. But... I was like, ugh, there he is. There's there's, Tarantino. There's Tarantino. (laughs) Yeah. But that actually leads to my favorite, at least bit part. And it's when Harvey Keitel enters the movie as basically like the cleaner. He's a... Why am I blanking on this character? But. Um, no,
1: it's fine, but he cleans up the messes. Yeah, he
0: cleans up the messes and he's telling everybody what they're going to do. Uh, the wolf is the character's name. But yeah, I think that entire aspect of having him come in, I think just like this is what we're going to do here, 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 here. Mm-hmm. Um, and how efficient he is. One of uh, A little gag that I thought was great was when he says – All right, where are you guys at? All right, that's 29 minutes away. I'll be there in nine. And all of a sudden (laughs) you see, like, the car pull up um, because he drives super fast. Um, This movie, in certain aspects, does not age well. Like, the drop in the N-word so many times, Quentin Tarantino, (laughs) like,
1: He's also in this movie, yeah, by the way, is. which is Plays everyone Genie. gives M Night Shyamalan like shit for being in his movies, but no one talks about Quentin Tarantino putting himself in his movies.
0: Yeah, so
1: yeah, you're also gonna sweep it under the rug. No, I'm not
0: gonna sweep it under the rug because yeah, it, putting yourself in the movies. I'm I'm not a big fan of when the directors do it
1: in their own movies. I would rather it be like Peter Jackson style, where it's just like blinking, you'll miss it, right.
0: But not, like, actively speaking and But none of this, like,
1: active speaking parts, like, get out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, one last thing that I will say about this movie, and it's... <laughs> uh, the last thing I will say about the movie, now I'm blanking on what was I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I completely blanked now. Great. I completely forgot what it was that I was going to say. Um. Okay, so let's do this. What did you give this movie? I'm going to say mine first.
1: Oh, no. Because I found
0: yours, by the way. But I just want you you to say it. So, uh, just to let you know, uh, on Letterboxd, when I did review this movie, um, I gave the movie a three and a half. I thought there was a lot Mm -hmm. of aspects that I (laughs) didn't like, uh, but not many that I fully enjoyed. Um, So... That's pretty much it. What score did you give this movie?
1: Let me find it. Hold on.
0: I'll let you take your time there because...
1: I gave it... uh, I gave it a one and a half. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I never want to see this movie again. I've learned that if it isn't Grease, I don't want to see Travolta. And his hair in this movie was the biggest joke. Why is Pulp Fiction a thing, though? All right. And there it is. That. <laughs> I fully expect people to get riled up about a one and a half star rating for Pulp Fiction. It's like unheard of.
0: Yeah. It's so rare for someone to give it that low. Um, what? Because I- when
1: I say that I hated it, I hated it.
0: Yeah. You
1: hated it. Yeah. Um, what. It was like <sighs> acid on my eyes. <sighs> good lord really disliked every part of this movie
0: again i thought the conversations between certain characters not all the characters but certain characters i enjoyed and i thought were fun like to see them interact back and forth but yeah man you can lose that entire butch scene and i'm just like yeah you could take it out um, when you
1: say the butch scene.
0: or The butch, like the, the entire dedication of the part where he escapes from the boxing match, Bruce Willis's character. Yeah. Um, all the way up to where he rescues uh, Marcellus after right. the gimp and everything, everything going down, down there. And he escapes on the motorcycle. All of that just feels like, you know what? I don't care about this this story on this side. Uh, take me back to the what I felt was the main storyline. Um, oh, but there's one thing that I will say that was pretty good, and it's Christopher Walken is in this movie. Um, he plays the father... No, I guess the best friend of Butch's father who gives him the watch. And, like, his storytelling and the way he delivers the story is great, even if it ends in such a weird place. <laughs> uh, but overall, like... The movie's fine, eh, but it is, it's is—it's not his best. It's not Tarantino's best at all.
1: The only thing that I will concede was okay was the final scene where they're in the diner mm. and they're getting, the diner's getting, um, there's a stick up in the diner. And Sam Jackson is like, you don't want to do this. You don't want to open the case or whatever. Yeah. And that whole bit.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's it. That's, that's all I liked. Yeah, that's, damn. <laughs> um, yeah, the movie. The movie's fine, but if if I'm anything from Tarantino, it's one of two things: it's Inglorious Bastards or Kill Bill. That's it. That's all. Really? I'm, what about Django? No. Django? No, I'm not. No, I don't think <laughs> Jan- Django. No, I don't think Django's that good. I think it's fine. All right, but. Can see well that. actually, you know what? There is a third movie on that list that I would recommend, but it's because it's not as Tarantino y as like some of the other movies. It's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um it's just True. it's it's different. Although, you know, at the end he still has, you know Oh wait. His it's, blood back. Yeah, exactly. It's still a Tarantino <clears> movie, so I need something. Um uh, but it it feels different than his other movies. Um, so that's, that's one that I would recommend those, those three, but for you, I would say Inglorious Bastards. I would,
1: mm. I would
0: definitely, that's one. I, I really love that movie. <laughs> I really love that movie. It's, it's great. So. I don't know, man. I know. I know it's a hard sell with
1: It's a hard sell because I'm not Tarantino. a Tarantino stan. Right.
0: Yeah. No, I know. Um, and I don't really consider my, myself a stan for Tarantino because again, like most of the stuff, I find fine, except for like those three movies I mentioned. Uh, okay. But what
1: did you give Pulp Fiction again?
0: Three and a half. Three stars. Three and a half.
1: Three and a half. God forbid.
0: Three. And... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two full stars more than you. <laughs> um, wow. All right. Yeah. So that that is it. <laughs> at least you know up until this point where we're at blind movie blind spots
1: yeah more to come more to come Be- definitely because there's more on our list and some that we didn't mention but we watched like i mean there were a ton that we left off
0: oh but. for sure like there was a bunch of different but i these are the ones that i felt like you know what they're conversation starters the um, people love these people recognize or these recognize, or exactly. they
1: or they They love them. Yeah. You know, flat out.
0: Exactly. So So,
1: Oscar contenders and not so Oscar contenders. So
0: So if you have any questions about other movies that you want to know if we've seen them or not, or if you have questions on our ratings, or if you wanna trash us because we didn't like one of these (laughs) movies, let us know. We're on social media. We're at always the critic pod, always critic pod on Facebook. Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you mm-hmm. can follow us. You can even read some reviews because we've been uh, not only doing podcasts, but we also write reviews for movies on our website, always alwaysthecriticpod.wordpress.com. Uh, so check that out. And again, subscribe and rate and review. Uh, that goes a long way for us here on our end. Any final words, any final thoughts on anything that we said tonight?
1: Nah, man. We left it all on the floor. (laughs) We
0: left it all out on the floor. Well, (laughs) that has been our show. I'm Rico.
1: And I'm Jessica. And this has been the Always the Critic Podcast.